Welcome to the My Key Needs Podcast, a podcast dedicated to MSPs. I'm Priscilla Alora Sharoop, co-founder and COO here at My Key. On this podcast, you'll have the opportunity to hear from experts in the field and thought leaders in the channel. So make sure to hit that subscribe button. Let's fly in. Right, everyone, welcome to Mikey Meets. This is a very Mikey-heavy episode where I'm joined by Antoine and Priscilla of Mikey, who are uh, my bosses, effectively. So I'm on best behavior today. Any mistakes, then you might not hear from me again. So assuming this goes well, uh, well, hopefully this goes well, I'd like to introduce uh, Antoine and Priscilla. If you want to just say a few words about yourself to get going. Hi, Chris. First of all, you are the boss. Let's just be honest with everybody. Let's start with honesty today. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Priscilla Alora Sharouk. I am the co-founder and COO here at Mikey. And uh, hi, everyone. I'm Antoine Jbara. I'm the co-founder and CEO at Mikey. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to join us, because what we wanted to try and do with this podcast series is sort of speak to a few people in the industry that are sort of making a difference and... Uh, obviously, your name was the first one that came up when we started to sort of plan out the schedule for this, because I know a lot of people out there, and I get asked this all the time when I'm at trade shows or events, are kind of saying, well, tell us a little bit about Mikey. Where did the idea come from? What was the what was the seed? So I guess you two are the ones to ask. So I guess the first question would be is, where did the idea for Mikey come from? Were you setting out to solve a particular problem, or did it, did it just evolve more organically than that? When we when we when we started thinking about the problem in uh, 2015, we looked at what password managers uh, looked like, and uh, we thought that the existing model of password managers wasn't uh, the best uh, because at the time, and that's still valid today. Uh, the exception, I think, being Mikey, uh, most password managers are either cloud-based or offline. So with cloud-based password managers, you're putting the encrypted vault uh, in the cloud. Uh, and you're handing users or you're letting users create master passwords, which are used to encrypt and decrypt the data. And that creates a problem. It's definitely convenient because you can access the data on multiple devices at the same time. But the fact that you're giving uh, the power uh, to the user to create, manage, and remember the decryption key uh, creates a point of failure because users are the weakest link in the security chain. And um, you should always, always try to minimize the the effect that the user can have if they make a mistake, if they're forgetful, if they're negligent, etc. So uh, the cloud-based model wasn't the best at the time. And, and the offline model, even though it was more secure because you're keeping the data stored offline on a single device, is extremely inconvenient and does not actually, uh, does not actually um, work like in this day and age, because users are operational on multiple devices. They expect to have their data everywhere. They expect to be able to use the product at an enterprise level and offline password managers don't, don't allow them to accomplish uh, these goals. So we thought at the time that there could be a middle ground between cloud-based storage and offline storage. And this is where the idea of, uh, of, uh, of Mikey started uh, developing in our heads. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting because I guess it's one of the big questions that we get asked all the time on, at, uh, at shows is a little bit around uh, the, the difference between us and ones that use cloud storage because cloud storage is, is probably the most common way of doing this, right? But I think 
it's useful to understand that perspective of why you decided to do it differently. So, so thanks for that. That's a great explanation. So can you just explain maybe a little bit about the, the early days of Mikey? I mean, I've been in the company 18 months. It's been going significantly longer than that. So I mean, what was Mikey like at the outset? I mean, was it a, a small team or uh, how, how was the company looking then? The company was actually founded in uh, 2015 by myself and Antoine, and I think it has been an absolute whirlwind since. Um, I think any marking point for a company has got to be twofold. The first one would be fundraising and getting the support of investors who are pumping money into your company and believing in your vision. But I would say more importantly would be the support of the team. Um, that is actually, you know, leaving behind their stable nine to five, whatever it is that they were doing to believe in the vision that we were building and say, hey, we're willing to take this risk day one with you guys. So obviously the team started with myself and Antoine, three, four, five. And now, you know, we've got a global team. And I think that um, everything that we've accomplished is a testament to the work that we have put in as a team. So you might have the best product in the world, but if you are alone or with your skill set on your own, you will not be able to push it forward. So it really is a testament to the team that we've built, everything that we have been able to uh, accomplish so far. And I think that um, looking back on the early days, it's always uh, such an amazing feeling to think, wow, going from just the idea stage and all the way to um, having built what we built today. I always say I'm an accidental entrepreneur because Antoine and I wanted to solve the pr a problem. We didn't have the intention at the time to uh, specifically build this business, but we wanted to solve a problem that we were suffering from and we wanted to do it with a differentiator. And we noticed that a lot of people were looking for a solution that had this kind of differentiator. And here we are today. Yeah, it's exciting, right? And I guess one thing that um, the team as it is now is, I mean, I joined, as I say, I mentioned earlier, about 18 months ago, which was the beginning of the pandemic. And I guess it's a worldwide team, which is totally distributed. And we've kind of, I guess, having that sort of team like that has, has enabled us to pretty much carry on business as usual during the pandemic, which is uh, which is great. I mean, I've not yet had the pleasure of meeting a lot of my colleagues because obviously there's not been a great deal of travel, but I guess the technology that we use internally means that we can all sort of get together and uh, we're in touch all the time. So I think that the... Um, the pandemic, joining at the pandemic probably wasn't the best time for me necessarily, but uh, I think it's gone really well. So I'm really pleased to be part of the team. Absolutely. We're happy to have you on board. And I think the pandemic also helped uh, Mikey move more on a global scale because it really showed people the importance of having a tool that can allow you to allow your team access remotely. And, you know, all of these uh, features and facets that we offer as a company and as a product today or something that were even more highlighted during the pandemic. Oh, 100%. Silver lining. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say as a very quick use case, which people mention to me all the time, is the, the sharing of the 2FA for things like Office 365, mm -hmm. where when MSPs were all the service desks were sat in the same room, it was reasonably easy to share that 2FA, maybe with a shared uh, telephone they use for SMS or something. But that's a whole level more complex when every engineer is sat at a different location at home. So, yeah, I think that uh, the, the kind of some of the Mikey products really helped MSPs. So, I mean, obviously, this is probably a difficult one to ask because but um, everyone makes mistakes, right? So I guess if you were starting, well, not necessarily mistakes, but things you would do differently. So if you were starting Mikey again now in 2021, uh, are there things that you would probably have done differently to that you did in 2015? Of course. I mean, from my end, this is something I think about every day. And uh, there, there were like 
for every good decision, I think there were like 10 bad decisions uh, <laughs> at the beginning. And this, uh, this number started shrinking with time, but still like the, the, the magnitude of bad decisions that uh, we made at the beginning was really uh, impressive. So if I were to start a business today uh, and uh, I would completely do it uh, differently from what I did, but that's part of the process, right? Like there, there are some things that are inevitable. You have to do some mistakes. You have to make some mistakes in order to be able to go in the right direction. I think for me, um, the, the way I think about this, uh, now is that as long as you have a guiding star and that you know where you're going, you know where the value is, where the mission, what your mission is, where you want to be in uh, in the next uh, year, in the next five years, etc. Um, whatever mistakes you do are going to be uh, short-term mistakes that are going to help you achieve your goals. So I try not to worry about that uh, too much. But I mean, to answer your question, we did so many mistakes. I mean, at least for me, I. I can think of some mistakes that were super costly to the business uh, at the beginning, but they're part of the process. And that's how I, that's how I think about them today. To add to what Antoine was saying, I think what I realized over the course of building this business is, is that uh, we always felt like being ready was a feeling, right? So we're feeling ready. And I don't think you'll ever feel ready to launch the product. So to any you know entrepreneur that's building their product, being ready is not a feeling, it's a decision. You have to decide to put your product out there. And once you do, the other theme to keep in mind or the, the, you know, the, the, the learning that we got from it is that all criticism is constructive. So today, getting the feedback from our early adopters was so important. And if we had launched earlier, we would have gotten that feedback earlier, we would have iterated earlier, and we would have maybe arrived to the results that we are seeing today earlier. So you can't help but think about that. So always consider criticism as constructive, get as much feedback as you can, and uh, take the decision to, to, to go to market because building your product with and around your early customers is what will um, ensure that you are building a product for your market and that your market can benefit from that and then you can benefit from that as well. Yeah, that's really interesting because I, I, I guess this kind of a, um, a feeling, this is probably, this, this would affect me, I guess, probably more than it did you too, because it sounds like you've thought about it a little bit more from a business point of view, but it's sort of, it's your baby, right? So I guess criticism, I think my natural, you probably take it personally rather than you saying it, it's probably, it's not taking it personally and looking at it as being more constructive and uh, trying to improve the product that way. Absolutely. Moving from criticism being something that destructs you as a person and, and destructs kind of your uh, momentum to continue to something that is actually constructive and able to push you forward and, you know, help you hit your milestones in a more optimized manner, actually. Yeah, and that's a great tip for anyone with uh, any business. So I'm sure that that's something that uh, that listeners will be really sort of pleased to hear. So uh, going forward, obviously, it's now 2021. I know we've sort of recently launched our new product, which is uh, Guard by Mikey. But um, what is next for Mikey? What's, what's, uh, what's the next stage of the company development looking like? We started with password management, which uh, at, the, at the time and still today, we believe is one of the biggest pain points of both MSPs and SMBs. We think there's uh, still a lot to, uh, of room there to grow and innovate. So we're doing password management. We migrated or, or shifted to two-factor authentication management. And we're about to move on to the next step, which is passwordless authentication. So having the suite of identity management uh, capabilities that we can offer out of the box to MSPs to use internally and deploy to their customers 
is uh, definitely something that uh, we're diving uh, deep into. So if you look at my key from a password management perspective in five years, I would say we'd be an identity management solution, custom tailored for MSPs to use internally and to deploy to their customers. Authentication methods will include uh, password-based authentication, two-factor authentication, passwordless authentication, and any other, any other type of authentication mechanisms that will be desirable at the time. So that's from the manage aspect of the business. From the guard aspect of the business, we've identified the browser as being one of the biggest uh, uh, pain points today from a phishing uh, from a phishing and hardening perspective for end users. And we're diving into that. So we are, we've just announced uh, Guard by Mikey, which is a browser security platform that MSPs can use internally and deploy to their customers. And what Guard does is basically it enables MSPs to implement browser best practices uh, on their customer's side. So any customer that's using web browsers such as Chrome, Firefox, uh, and Edge uh, will be able to push security policies to their customer's devices so that they control what type of behavior is allowed in browsers and, uh, and so that the product blocks different types of threats. So these are two verticals that we're currently um, developing and we have ideas for others. The guiding star, as I described before, for us is being able to solve a real challenge for our partners and their customers. So we speak a lot to our customers and our partners, and we try to always understand where their pain points are. And uh, whenever we find a convergence in, in, in thought when it comes to challenges, specifically security challenges, and if we were to go even deeper, identity-related security challenges, we try to see if there's a solution that we can offer. And that's the direction in which the company is uh, going to go and whatever our customers feel is a big pain point for them. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, that's very thorough and very detailed. And I guess we're going to be pretty busy, right? So uh, there's lots more to come from, Mikey. I guess that's the one takeaway there. So before we wrap up, just one um, very quick question, which I get asked all of the time. I was literally at a, um, a trade show the other day and people were saying, uh, how's life at Mickey or how's it going at MYKI? Um, I guess, shall we put to bed once once and for all, uh, how do we pronounce Mikey? And <laughs> where did the name come from in the first place? Let's put it to bed. It's Mikey and it's spelled M-Y-K-I because we wanted to be a little hip. So it comes from your key to your digital workspace. That's what it is. It's actually super simple and it's pronounced Mikey. And uh, well, very simple name to uh, identify exactly what we do. We give you the key to be able to access all of your uh, you know, information. And um, I think what's cool, what I'd like to share is where the emblem comes from, because a lot of people ask us about the owl. Why are you using the owl as an emblem for the company? And um, it's funny because when we had just sort of started thinking about Mikey, we were watching a documentary by the BBC called The Silent Flight of an Owl. It's actually the only bird in the world that can fly absolutely silently. So if you were to put a bunch of super sensitive microphones to track uh, the, the flight of an owl, it would be practically impossible. So the idea was to represent, uh, you know, to use this owl as an emblem to represent the seamless movement of your uh, passwords, your tokens, 2FA, all of these things from one machine to the other. Wow, that is that is cool. I didn't realize that the emblem, I knew the emblem was an owl, but I didn't know that that was kind of where that came from. And uh, I also didn't know an owl was completely silent. So I've learned something on this 
on this podcast as well. And I, I really hope that everyone else listening has too. So uh, I'd like to thank once again, uh, Priscilla and Antoine for taking the time to speak to us today and uh, hopefully see you again on the next Mikey Meets. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for listening to the Mikey Meets podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to tell your friends about us. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on your platform of choice. For questions, feedback, or just to say hello, you can reach us on podcast at Mikey.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.